the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The Jewish Hour can now be heard on jcastnetwork.org, your portal to Jewish broadcasting. It's also on iTunes and on your smartphone using the Stitcher app. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman, and we've got a great show for you people who didn't set back the clock, set the clocks ahead, and you think it's really 10 o'clock. Well, welcome to the Jewish Hour for your first time, and <laughs> we're glad to have you, and we will not disappoint. In this half hour of the show, we're going to be featuring an, an interview, Passover is coming up, Passover cookbook time. Aviva Kaniv wrote a book called The No Potato Pesach, or No Potato Passover, as the case may be. And uh, potatoes are like a mainstay on Passover, but why gain the weight if you don't need to? We have a wonderful selection of music, Jewish music of all kinds today. Very eclectic, if I do say so myself. We'll probably talk about Passover, maybe the portion of the week, if we can squeeze it in a little bit, somehow put in some uh, juxtification, as the case may be, because we are starting the book of Leviticus with Leviticus 1.1. An awesome Hasidic story. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. Arabs threw rocks at security forces Friday afternoon after Muslim prayers at the Temple Mount mosques in Jerusalem's Old City. Police stationed there dispersed the mob with stun grenades. The rioters responded with firebombs. One policeman was slightly injured and was taken to hospital. A number of demonstrators were also injured. President Obama met with Jewish leaders at the White House Thursday in preparation for his trip to Israel at the end of March. The president said that he was not aiming to resolve any specific policy issues while in Israel. Interesting that the president will be there during Passover. Mid-level officials of both Israel and Palestinian Authority 
met in Istanbul to negotiate a start for the next round of peace talks. No decisions were reached at the meeting. A number of UN peacekeepers left their posts in Syria and crossed into Israel this week. Syrian rebels captured and abducted 21 UN observers from the Philippines near the Syrian village of Jamla, less than a mile from the border with Israel. A terrorist cell was uncovered in Hebron that was led by a member of Hamas. Members of the cell planned to carry out a number of attacks but were arrested as they were in possession of a pipe bomb. The leader of the cell had been exiled to Gaza as part of the Gilad Shalit prisoner exchange. Holland issued a directive to retail stores to mark Israeli products that were manufactured in Judea, Samaria, Eastern Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights as made in Israeli settlements as opposed to just made in Israel. England is the only other European country which requires such labels. In other acts of official anti-Semitism, Sweden upgraded the status of the Palestinian mission in Stockholm to embassy. Sweden is the ninth European nation to grant the PA embassy status. In some counter-anti-Semitism, the State Department canceled awarding the International Woman of Courage Award to Egypt's activist Samira Ibrahim after news reports revealed anti-Semitic messages on her Twitter feed. The message included a tweet expressing her admiration for Adolf Hitler, Makshimo. Ibrahim was one of ten women scheduled to receive the award from First Lady Michelle Obama and Secretary of State John Kerry at yesterday's ceremony at the State Department. In continued good news, the water level of the Lake Kinneret, known as the Sea of Galilee, is still rising as the winter season begins to wind down, or meltdown as the case may be. The surface of the lake now stands at 210 meters below sea level, just a meter away from the full line. 17 of the 426 billionaires are Israeli, according to Forbes. The richest Israeli is Idan Ophir, one of the heads of the Israel Corporation. Larry Ellison of Oracle is the richest American Jew. The richest Michigan Jew is Quicken Loans CEO Dan Gilbert, whose worth is close to $3 billion. The National Council for Planning, this is Israel's National Council for Planning and Building, decided not to build a new community in the Lower Galilee, not because of infiltrating on Palestinian rights, but it may cause a negative impact on nature, landscape, and open spaces. So you see such a small country as Israel, where they're so worried about security, also takes into account the environment. Israel, Greece, and the U.S. began a joint Mediterranean naval exercise. The drill will tested navigation, search and rescue, and other skills. Interesting news here. The state of Ohio bought $42 million in Israeli bonds, the largest single government purchase of Israeli bonds in U.S. history. The purchase increases the total amount of Israel bonds in the state's treasury portfolio to more than $80 million. Go Ohio. Let's hear from the Buckeyes. And finally, a locust plague struck Egypt near the pyramids. You hear about this one? 30 million insects swarmed the fields and farms about 15 miles southwest of Cairo. A swarm of about a million locusts broke away and headed for Israel through the Sinai, but the Israelis sprayed the area with pesticide and no locust reached Israel. And that's the news. Do you know the best place to buy fruit and vegetables? Why, it's at Frutasia. Located on Southfield Road, just south of the 13 Mile, Frutasia provides quality, value, and the most wonderful environment to shop. You'll enjoy the spacious aisles, excellent selection, great prices, and friendly staff at Frutasia on Southfield Road and 13 Mile. 
Why go anywhere else when you go to One Stop Kosher? Located on Greenfield Road, just south of 696, you're never far from One Stop Kosher. At One Stop Kosher, you'll find the largest selection of Passover products in Michigan. One Stop Kosher carries thousands of kosher for Passover items, and over 100 Passover items are on sale now. They even have kosher for Passover pizza, hamburger buns, and cake. One Stop Kosher has the largest selection of kosher for Passover wines as well. It's One Stop Kosher on Greenfield Road in 696 for all your shopping needs. Listening to the Jewish Hour, we have on the live line Miss Aviva Kanoff, who is the author of The No Potato Passover Cookbook, A Journey of Food, Travel, and Color. How are you today, Aviva? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Thank God. Okay, so you've got this book, this cookbook over here, and the premise is no potatoes. And I know, and everybody else knows, that when it comes time to Passover, which is an eight-day, all-you-can-eat fest, that we usually wind up gaining anywhere between five to ten pounds. And taking out the potatoes is just going to ruin all that. I know. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you won't have to take out your shoes after you have Indeed, indeed. So, tell us your impetus in writing No Potato Passover, please, Laviva. Uh, sure. Well, actually, last year, I decided to challenge myself with the No Potato Pesach Challenge, because I, like many other people, were sick of just making potatoes for eight days straight. And, you know, everyone's trying to trying to lose weight the whole year, and then they're like, oh, no, Pesach's coming, we're going to get... You know, we bought all these Pesach clothes that we're not going to get fit into, you know, so that's a problem. And But aside from that, that's just a, a side measure. Um, I just got really bored of making potatoes, and I wanted to challenge myself to, since I do the cooking at home. I wanted to see what would happen if we didn't use one potato. Okay. So I told my mom, and she freaked out. But I told her, you know, don't worry, you can use them for car pot. But other than that, I want to see how it goes. Okay. And I was really surprised with the outcome. Okay, now you've incorporated in your uh, cookbook, um, brand new on the kosher for Passover scene is quinoa. People are really just starting now, just still finding out about quinoa. I remember way back when I first became religious in 1976 that people started asking if we could have brown rice on, on Shabbos, not on Pesach, of course. And people who were like raised religious had no idea what brown rice was. And here it is now in the 2000s. Quinoa has been around, I don't know, it's gained popularity about uh, eight, ten years ago. And about three, four years ago, people decided to think about eating it on Passover. And I see that you've included incorporated quinoa into many of your recipes. So first, for people who have never heard what of the word quinoa, Ben, you ever heard of quinoa? Ben has never heard of quinoa. Okay. So tell tell Ben, our trusty board up, what is quinoa? And maybe if you know a little bit about the controversy and how you're going to use it on Passover, please, uh, Aviva. Well, luckily I'm a little bit informed about all of those questions. Um, try to help you out. Quinoa is actually, it's, people think of it as a grain because it looks like a grain similar to couscous, but it's actually a seed, and it's from the cabbage family. It's a chenopad. It's from the cabbage family. It looks, you know, to the human eye, it looks similar to couscous. So it looks very similar to a grain. Um, it's actually a vegetable. So okay. you can have gum on it. It's, you know, it's not mazonos. It's not, it's not a grain. But the controversy is that Unless you have your mazola in Bolivia, where your quinoa is from, you know, it's grown all over South America, and it's been a superfood there for thousands of years. Americans are just catching on to it, though. 
Um, and there is a huge controversy in the Jewish world because, you know, a lot of people don't have a Masorah in Kinwa, so they're like, I don't could, know. Could you what explain the term? Like, could you explain, explain the terms Masorah, please? Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, people, you know, the Jewish tradition relies heavily on what our ancestors have been doing for thousands of years. Um, and that's really important in our tradition today and how, you know, how we keep Judaism today. So there are new things that are happening all the time because this is the modern age. So sometimes there are conflicting views with modernity and the, our past traditions. So just like, you know, we didn't have electricity in the time of some of our great sages, it doesn't mean that we can't use electricity today. Yeah, yeah, I know. If I can just interrupt you with a little anecdote, my uh, sure. there, there is a there, you're, people are very, very get very fussy when it comes to Passover, and my grandmother used to say, "Everybody's Mr. Goss, everybody's craziness is okay on Passover." The the chief, I was in Australia for a while, and the chief rabbi of Australia, a very formidable, brilliant man, uh, very charismatic, and he said that he did not eat avocados on Passover because his mother of blessed memory, never ate avocados on Passover. And it was sort of like, well, duh, your mother never saw an avocado, so she never ate it on Passover. So, of course, you know, but thank God we do eat avocados. And So it depends on what your traditions are. So go ahead, continue, please. We're back to quinoa. What's a, what was the controversy then? Uh, okay, so the controversy this year is because, you know, for the past few years, I myself only heard about quinoa two years ago. Um for the past few years, you know, I, since I heard about it, I, I've been asking my rabbi in Miami, um, you know, if it's permissible to eat on Pesach and can we apply it? Does it have to have an OUP? And he said, as you know, as of last year, you were able to buy a big bag at Costco and just, you, you know, if it's a sealed bag, you were able to use it. But this year, because quinoa has really been catching on and it's a known superfood because all of its qualities like high fiber and high protein and it's really, really really healthy for you. Um, so people want to get a piece of that. And since they started growing it more locally, people have been known to grow it near barley. Mm-hmm. And because it's grown near barley, they're thinking that it might be an issue of kidney oil. So there, there might be some sort of like cross-contamination with the barley, which would be considered not Passover-worthy, uh, and the quinoa. Right. Okay. Now, so, just go ahead. To get around that, is, you know, so the rabbis are like, oh, okay, that's, you know, I see that this is a problem this year. So we can't just rely on any quinoa, but they have a Passover run mm-hmm. where they're able to make, you know, you're able to order quinoa that has had no contact with barley or wheat or grain or any other thing that might make it common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not able to I've been having a running debate with some of the rabbis over here. The uh, I do supervision for the OK, which is one of the kosher supervising agencies, and uh, they receive – one of the things I check out is they repackage quinoa from 50-pound bags into one-pound bags. They, the, this is in uh, for Eden Foods. And uh, the, they are so meticulous in the, how these individual things are packaged. They, practice, they package a lot of things in uh, these little one-pound bags. 
the extent that they go to prevent cross-contamination is such that the USDA has said about their stuff that you don't even have to run in a bag, process in the same plant that processes wheat, for example, because they just do, whenever they get done with anything, they do just a tremendous scrub down. So I asked the, the, the people, the who's who at the OK, can we put an OKP on it? And they said, we're not there yet. They didn't want to be, as one rabbi said, the first person to declare quinoa kosher for Passover, but it may be coming. My kids eat uh, quinoa on Passover, and uh, we use the Eden variety. But it does require, as the way that people who eat rice, for example, on Passover, have to check through it three times to make sure that there's nothing stuck to any of the grains. Go ahead, Aviva, continue. Um, yeah, there is, you know, there's definitely a, a controversy. I know that Star gave uh, a hexer on it this year. They spoke about it, and the OU is still a little bit hesitant. Just like you said, they they don't want to be the pioneers in, you know, in such a controversial issue. But like I said, I take a and check it out myself, you know. Hopefully that's my next trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the quinoa issue. That's good. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. Also, you know, I just wanted to say, I mean, this is a Passover cookbook, but I really recommend people eating quinoa all year, even if, you know, if they don't want to eat it for eight days, you should definitely eat it for the rest of the year because it's a wonderful, wonderful superfood. I agree. My quinoa has my endorsement. It's one of the few. I'm on one of those like diets, and quinoa is one of the few starches that I'm allowed, or few grain-like commodities that I'm allowed to eat because it's not a starch. Anyway, so the the other recipes. Where did you get your recipes for your some of your main dishes, like your Hungarian beef, beef goulash, for example, Aviva Kanoff? Where did I get that? Well, what I did is adapted a lot of well-known recipes. And I kind of put my own twist on it. If you look for a Hungarian, typical Hungarian beef goulash, you will find many potatoes in there. Um, but I just took them out and tweaked it to my liking. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a, a lot of recipes like duck alarons, let's say, which is a very classic recipe. And it's usually a convoluted recipe that takes up to four pages long until you get it right. And I basically simplified it. You know, I didn't come up with the term duck alarons by any means, but... I did simplify it to make it kind of more household mm-hmm. household ingredient. And, you know, I also wrote, you know, I give some tips in the book um, just to kind of help people out while they're cooking. And I said, listen, if you can't find a duck, just use a chicken. It'll, you know, you don't have to go out and look for a little five-pound duckling. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, are you going to make duck this Pesach? No, I hate duck. <laughs> Fair enough. I My, hate duck and lamb, but I had to make it for the for the general purpose of the You're not into I know fat, I'm not I guess, the only so. one in the world. Right. My, so my, my dog w- actually ate the, the duck and the lamb bones. <laughs> I was like, here, Frankie. Okay, there you go. My wife make duck, makes duck about once every eight years, and that was uh, last November. So we're not getting duck again for about eight years because it is such a pachka, as my grandmother would say. It's a pachka, but, it's, you know, if you have chicken alarons, it's really yummy, too. Okay, terrific. Now, what do you – people eat – one of the things that happens with me is is that I um, 
am exclusively a shmura matzah consumer, which is the handmade okay. shmura stuff, which shmura matzah we're going to have sitting in our house for the eight days of Passover. We're going to have 13 people. So feeding people matzah for 13 days gets a little bit on the pricey side. So the potato yeah. comes in handy, actually, when someone says, I'm hungry. So you say, okay, we got these potatoes. This is going to fill you up instead of consuming matzahs at $18 a pound. We can get potatoes at, thir- at 33 cents a pound. So what? How, how are we getting satiated on the no potato Passover of Eva Kanov? Well, the truth is, you know, if you're open to eating quinoa, that is super, super filling. And it has all kinds of nutrients, protein, and fiber that you're not getting from a potato. Okay. What else? And... Um, there's the spaghetti squash, which I use a lot as a pasta substitute. And if you eat that, you're getting full of fiber, full of nutrients. You're really, really full. You can eat it with tomato sauce and cheese. You can eat it with meatballs. You can eat it with pesto. You can eat it with all your favorite spaghetti recipes that you usually eat during the year. Okay. Uh, but you don't have any aversions to French fries, do you? You're not like an anti-French fry person. I don't have any aversions to French fries or mashed potatoes, but, you know, I just wanted people to branch out because I know that people go into freak-out mode when it comes to Pesach, and they run and they run to the store and they buy 50 pounds of potatoes, and I just, you know, I wanted to kind of lighten the mood a little bit and the, and the menu. Okay. Now, you've tested this... Um Philosophy of no potato Passover last year in your own in your own kitchen. How did it go over? It was really, really, really awesome. I, it was so much better than I expected. My family was really surprised. My friends were really surprised. And not only did I not eat potatoes during Passover because I was cooking, you know, because I was working on the cookbook all year, I basically hardly had potatoes for the rest of the year too. You know, so my friends would come over for Shabbos. I I hope a lot of Shabbos meals, and I usually have around 10 to 15 people there. Um, and they're like, okay, great, are we having potatoes this week? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, it kind of came, came a joke with them that we've been eating, like, Pesach desserts and Pesach food all year round. But so far, no one's complaining. Okay, that's awesome. That is really awesome. So, you know, I'm not putting a ban on potatoes. You know, people are more than welcome to eat potatoes as much as they want. I just, you know, like I said, I really just wanted to give people options and open themselves up to different kind of recipes that they're not used to. Okay. Did you have encounter any kind of uh, glitches when making the cookbook? Did things like you're thinking, I'm going to make us some of this and then try doing it and it just, it, it really didn't work for Passover? Yeah, actually, <laughs> what I do when I experiment and it doesn't come out good, I kind of like bury it in the in the garbage underneath things, like hide it under newspapers so nobody sees. Uh, Frankie doesn't get it. it. Frankie Frankie doesn't get it. I hide it from her. It's really, really well hidden. (laughs) I don't like to I don't like it to you know, I don't like to have that under my belt that I created something disgusting. So um (laughs) but yeah, there were there were some pretty bad recipes. Would you would you like to share I've been cooking what? Would you like to share something to just like don't warn people don't try this at home, folks? Um, I I tried this recipe. Only one comes to mind. I tried this recipe where I mixed um, quinoa and meat, like a ground beef, and I stuffed it in a cabbage, and it was like the least. I stuffed, sorry, not in a cabbage. I stuffed it in a in an acorn squash, mm-hmm. and it was the least appetizing thing I ever ate or looked at. I'm like, this cannot, this cannot be. Cannot be in the okay. 
Fair enough. It sounds like it has possibility. Well, you have, so to, you'd have um, to cook the quinoa first, though. Yeah, you cook the quinoa first, and um, this is really important. I was doing a bunch of cooking demonstrations to promote my book for the past two weeks, and um, you know, there's the bag says if you buy a box or a bag of quinoa, it says to cook about 15 minutes, and I find that you have to cook it for at least 20 to 25 mm-hmm. before it's edible. And also with the spaghetti squash, I, I, um, me and my dad were sitting in the kitchen, and people have mentioned that they tried to make spaghetti squash, um, but they didn't have a lot of lock in the microwave. So I basically I put a spaghetti squash in the microwave for 10 minutes without putting splits in it, without cutting it open. And it exploded. And it exploded. Right. So it definitely will do that if you don't, if you don't puncture holes in it to air it out. Yes, indeed. Um, I, what I found out interesting things, we were talking about quinoa. It once happened that uh, someone accidentally, quinoa is generally like all grains, is two, two cups of water, one cup grain. And someone actually in my family did it like they, for some reason, put in four cups of it and then they forgot about it. And it just like oh cooked. For, and it cooked for like two hours. And what happened is, is the quinoa continued to expand. And oh, it just wow. and just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it turned into like the quinoa that ate Cleveland. It's just and oh it, wow! And it turned into the consistency; it lost its grain consistency and turned into a mush. So I'm thinking we could do like a pesachtik, a mamaliga. That would be like really awesome, which is like this cornmeal mush with with vegetable stuff going on. So, and there's also the story of when my daughter grabbed the wrong bag, thinking she was cooking quinoa and grabbed the sesame seeds, because it does look like sesame seeds. And as much as she tried to boil those sesame seeds, they did not turn into quinoa. So, something, oh, wow. else, something else to uh, to discuss. We are, you're listening to The Jewish Hour. We're talking to Aviva Kanoff, who has written The No Potato Passover. As people who are familiar with Passover know that you have to do something because we're not eating bread, and it's always been traditional at least in Ashkenazi homes, to uh, consume copious quantities of potatoes because it was like a readily available commodity. Now, if you would be from a, uh, a Sephardic background, but being from Jews from North Africa or, Pas- or, or from the Middle East, your, uh, your p- no potato Passover would be a moot point, would it not, Viva Kanoff? Um, technically, if you're just thinking of it in terms of not eating potatoes, but... There are so many, you know, I, I use so many different vegetables that even Svartan would want to use them. You know, so it's not a bunch of different rice substitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also, like I said, about the difference between rice and quinoa, because, I, you know, I get asked, asked that question a lot. So for Svartan that eat rice, you know, because they're allowed to if they wash it three times, and a lot of them say that it's more of a pachka, like you said, than it's worth. But, um... Even for the Spartan that eat rice, I would suggest eating quinoa because, like I said, you know, you're not, you don't get any fiber or protein or a lot of vitamins from rice that you do get from quinoa. So I would suggest, you know, for the Spartan that eat rice, substituting their rice dishes with quinoa as well. Okay, terrific. We're just about out of time for this segment, and thank you for coming on. Um, the book is... Uh, again, the No Potato Passover by Aviva Kanoff. It's available wherever fine Jewish books are sold. It's on Amazon. And who's the publisher? I don't notice a publisher on it. I'm, I'm the publisher. Oh, uh, self-published. Okay. Swell. We got it. I actually, I'm, I have a person who's a, an agent who sends me all kinds of stuff all the time, and that's who I got this cookbook from. It's actually wonderful. The pictures are wonderful. Tell us about the photography. Just real oh, that quick. was the best part. Um, I love traveling, and 
I wanted to find a way to incorporate my travel photography into my books because, you know, when I read, when I read cooking magazines, let's say, I'm always intrigued by the recipes that have a bunch of travel photography, and, mm-hmm. you know, incorporated where people have gone, you know, where they've gone to France and they've had all kinds of French cuisine, but they include pictures of France. That's always my favorite part. Okay. Um, also, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. My profession as well, you know, that's really my passion. So I wanted to make the book just really colorful, really fun, kind of like the scrap, the family heirloom that I never had. Um, just, you know, put together a bunch of pictures and a bunch of fun photography and all kinds of recipes that people actually want to eat that don't take too long because I don't take, I mean, generally I don't cook anything that takes longer than 10 minutes to make. That's my claim to fame. So there's That's a good rule. None of these, none of these meats where you have to marinate it for three weeks before you cook it. I start cooking for Pesach the day before, and I'm done. The time to kill, go swimming. My parents' house in Miami before the saving. Oh, I wish I had a pool I could go swimming in. This is Michigan after all. But okay, we want to thank you so much for coming on again. It's the No Potato Passover of Ivo Kanoff, and uh, continued success. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on. Um, Okay, and a happy and a healthy Passover. You too, and to your listeners as well. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Chiropractic Healthcare offers patients the advantage of a safe and natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. People of all ages, including children, benefit from chiropractic's unique approach to health. Call area code 248-557-1818 today to find out how chiropractic can benefit your family. At the Solomon Chiropractic Center, we especially love children. All kids should have their spines checked periodically throughout their crucial growing years. Growth on a crooked foundation will create a crooked spine and become harder to correct later in life. Kids love to get adjusted at the Solomon Chiropractic Center. And hey moms, did you know that chiropractic offers a safe, drug-free approach to helping with the many pains women often get during and after pregnancy? We even have special tables which open up so pregnant women can lay on their stomachs. We treat moms, dads, children, and grandparents with arthritic pains, neck pains, back pain, and headaches. People of all ages, including kids, benefit from chiropractic. Come experience the natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. Stop living in pain. Call area code 248-557-1818 today for a free consultation at the Solomon Chiropractic Center to discuss you and your family's health needs. Remember, 557-1818. That's 557 Hi Hi. Hey, Shul Finman, here you are listening to the Jewish Shower. Uh, let's tie a couple of things in. The last thing we put it on the news was about the locusts. I should have asked Aviva if she had any Passover recipes for locusts. And why am I saying this? Is there was, when talking about this, this uh, swarm of locusts that broke away from the pack of 30 million locusts and headed towards Israel, a group of Yemenites, Yemenite Jews, crossed into the Sinai and began collecting the bugs. Because, believe it or not, there are four species of locust which are kosher. But the only deal is, is that your grandfather has to have eaten them. My grandfather never ate locusts, but these people in Yemen... Their grandfathers did, and so evidently they know which yeah, which locusts are the kosher ones and which ones are not. I once actually, oh, I asked about a, post, a Passover recipe because I have a friend. 
Svi Freeman, he's a very extensive author, we've had him on the show a bunch of times, whose mother's side of the family is actually Jews from Baghdad. And when I was in, he lived in uh, Vancouver and was raised in Vancouver. When I was in Seattle, so I went to go visit his family. And his old grandmother was in, was there. So I said to her, so how do you like living in Canada? She said, I hate it. I said, you don't like Canada? She said, 51 years, I'm living in Iraq. I never had a cavity. Now I come to Vancouver and I have a mouthful of cavities. And besides, in Canada, you get no locust. I went, What? She said, locust, locust. And I went, locust? She said, yeah, locust. There's no locust in Canada. And I said, you used to eat locust in, in Baghdad? She said, yeah, all the time. I said, I bet you had the best recipe. Oh, she said, yeah. You take the locust, you put it in the egg, you put it in the flour, roll it around, you put it in the hot fat, fry it up, crunchy, delicious. At which point I almost lost my cookies, to tell you the truth. But I don't know the idea. Maybe, you know, listen, it's what you're raised with. So, but we've got a PSA. Let's do this, get this out of the way first. Not that we want to get rid of our PSAs, but, you know, so we do have times and kind constraints. Wayne State University's College of Liberal Arts and Sciences and the Guy Stern Endowment in Exile and Holocaust Studies, together with the Holocaust Memorial, Museum present Diane F. Afumado on today at the Holocaust Memorial Center at 1.30. And she is going to be speaking about the SS St. Louis and the refugee crisis. It's interesting, pretty, pretty interesting stop, topic. In summer of 1939, more than 900 German-Austrian Jews boarded the SS St. Louis, hoping to escape Nazi persecution. They went to Havana. Nobody would take them. They went back to Germany, and they were all killed. If your organization is having an event and you'd like to have it announced here, we'll send it to rabbifinman.com. Don't forget the www.first, as most instances. And uh, we will announce it here for you. We've got, it's music time. This is Mandy Jacobson. This is his initial CD. It is being produced by uh, mostly music, uh, mostly Jewish, mostlymusic.com is where you get it from. It's a Derrit. If you go to Derrit.com, it takes you to Mostly Music, and you can download, I believe, the, this title cut, which is called Seems Shalom, which means give us peace for free. And he's up and coming. He wants to be like the next star in the Jewish world. So let's listen to Make It Mandy Jacobson. <laughs> Oh 
assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's the symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. You know, baseball season's coming up real soon. Not to say that I'm a sports fan, per se, but when I'm driving around at night, and I'm, like, feeling a little bit on, like, I need to, like, something to keep me awake. There's nothing like a real good baseball game on the radio. The banter back and forth. Just the visions and the, the, the imagery and whatnot keep me awake. So um, I'd, I'd listen to a, uh, a uh, I don't even know the names of the teams, and, and Angels versus, I was going to say Seahawks, but I know that, even I know that's not right. I'd listen to an <laughs> An Angels versus Mariners game at night to keep me awake, just as long as the guys weren't like schluffers. But anyways, this is Moshe Yes doing The Ninth Man. Boys, way back in 65, we were known throughout the city as the bums from the east side. In school, we never studied, all we did was laugh and play. No rainy ever lasted long, they all just ran away. Rabbi tried to teach us Torah each and every day, but we just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say, and all we liked to do. We sit and watch our TV sets We talk about the Yankees And the Dodgers and the Mets Well the principal brought the new Rebbe in The first day of the term And he said to him Show discipline Be strong and tough and firm Don't think these youngsters run the school He said with a big frown And by the way for the next few weeks I'm going out of town But this here Rebbe he was strange He never lost his cool he just kept on teaching while we broke all the rules And though we hadn't even learned a single word all year It was Pesach time already and the Rebbe was still here Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day But we just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say And all we liked to do was sit and watch our TV sets Talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. When Logma Omer came around, it was time to play that game. Against those boys from Brooklyn, how we prayed it wouldn't rain. All nine of us got on the bus with our gloves and bats. Reddy also came along in his jacket, tie, and hat. Right from the start, we all could see things weren't going right. Some big strong kid from Bensonhurst had hit one out of sight. And just when things were looking up, the tide about to turn. 
Our catcher went and broke his leg while sliding into third. It's a forfeit, cried the other team. You only got eight guys. No, we don't. A deep voice said, much to our surprise. Since I am their Rebbe, well, the very thing it would seem is let me be the ninth man, the ninth man on this team. Rebbe went, picked up a bat, faced the pitcher with a smile. Knocked the cover off that ball, went about half a mile. He flew around the bases, scored the winning run. We danced and cheered until he said, now boys, you owe me one. The next day in the classroom, no one moved and no one stirred. Rebbe started teaching, and his voice, it could be heard. We all said, hey, it's interesting. The man, he is no bore. The legendary side bums were gone forevermore. Rebbe used to teach us Torah each and every day. We opened up our eyes and ears to everything he'd say. No more did we sit all day and watch our TV sets. Talk about the Rashi and the Toastless and the Mets. Art Studio of Oak Park is now accepting students. Whether you're a real beginner or have been at it for a lifetime, the Art Studio of Oak Park is something for you. All levels welcome, all ages welcome. Private tutoring or small friendly classes. Flexible hours available. The Art Studio of Oak Park is very affordable. Make your life better. Put art into your life. The Art Studio of Oak Park offers lessons in a strictly kosher environment. Call today, 248 542-5087. That's 248-542-5087. It's great having an art room right in the neighborhood. Herschel Finman here. The time is fleeting. We got. I always like to get some klezmer, and this is the klezmer violin with Daniel Hoffman, just for you.
Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital, the same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurances accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. You know the best place to buy fruit and vegetables? Why, it's at Frutasia. Located on Southfield Road, just south of the 13 Mile, Frutasia provides quality, value, and the most wonderful environment to shop. You'll enjoy the spacious aisles, excellent selection, great prices, and friendly staff at Frutasia on Southfield Road and 13 Mile. Hi, Herschel Feminine here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Just a reminder that at Frutasia, in addition to all of your Passover vegetable and egg needs, you'll also find cocoon kosher carryout. Uh, they have uh, various forms of fillet meat, beef, lamb, chicken. Also, some a lot of stuff is prepared. Last week they had, uh, I saw it this week, they had, they had uh, chicken wings for 99 cents a pound, for example. And the prices are great, and it looks really high-quality stuff, let me tell you. Anyway, um, we're in, about to embark on the Passover holiday, and uh, Passover marks the birth of the Jewish people. There are many things that we do in addition to celebrating Passover and eating matzah and all the seders and all that stuff because we left Egypt. We say the Shema, the morning prayers and the evening prayers to remind us that we left Egypt. Believe it or not, we keep the Sabbath, not to remind us so much that God made the world because that's easy, but to remind us that God took us out of Egypt. We put on the phylacteries, the tefillin, which is little boxes and the prayers in the morning to remind us that we left Egypt. We wear tzitzis, those strings hanging out of our pants, to remind us that we left Egypt. We keep all of the holidays in order to remind us that we left Egypt. We thank God for the food that we've eaten with the grace after meals to remind us that we left Egypt. And every single day we say little prayers thanking God to remind, that reminds us that we left Egypt. It is marks the birth of the Jewish people. It is a, like every single birthday. It's a beginning. It's a new time. And so we do it. You know, this is where the idea maybe of spring cleaning came about. We go through our entire houses getting rid of a possible crumb. My mother used to say, people drive themselves nuts getting rid of the dust, but if it wouldn't be for Passover, their houses would be dirty. Okay, good. No, so the this looking for this little crumb is an interesting thing. The Arizal, the father of the Kabbalah, says that if a person is careful about getting rid of the slightest amount of leavening on Passover 
the Almighty overlooks their sins. Meaning, again, you take care of God, and God will take care of you. You do what God wants, God says you're in. Speaking of in, we're in time for a commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Some of the best jobs in the world are in the radio and television industry, and you too can join the workforce in as little as eight months when you complete your hands-on training at the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts located in Southfield, Michigan. At Spex Howard School, students get to play and learn at the same time. Imagine spending your class time behind the microphone, spinning music and hosting your own radio show, or designing and lighting a set for your own TV program, running a camera, learning to edit, directing a program. When you go to Spex, your day will be anything but dull. And if school is this fun, imagine how exciting it is to work in the growing industry. In addition, the credits you earn while attending Specs Howard School are currently accepted at 14 area colleges and universities. If you've always wanted the best job in the world, call for a tour of Specs Howard School at 248-358-9000. That's 248-358-9000. Or visit them on the web at specshoward.edu. Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. This is where you start. Why go anywhere else when you go to One Stop Kosher? Located on Greenfield Road, just south of 696, you're never far from One Stop Kosher. At One Stop Kosher, you'll find the largest selection of Passover products in Michigan. One Stop Kosher carries thousands of kosher for Passover items, and over 100 Passover items are on sale now. They even have kosher for Passover pizza, hamburger buns, and cake. One Stop Kosher has the largest selection of kosher for Passover wines as well. It's One Stop Kosher on Greenfield Road in 696 for all your shopping needs. Hi, this is Spex Howard from the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts. We're happy to sponsor the Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding for the Jewish Hour comes from its sponsors, it's listeners like you that help keep the Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to the Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. That's 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. Your help is greatly appreciated. Herschel Finman, here you are listening to the Jewish Shower. If you want to get in touch with me, the best way, www.rabbifinman.com. You'll find archived editions of the show. The Eparsha, which is a written missive by yours truly about the portion of the week and insights thereof and a Hasidic story, you'll f- also find a link to the Hasidic You story, which is a video of me telling a story, and the, the You Parsha, which is me doing a video about the Parsha. You'll be able to contact me. That's right on the homepage. And, of course, the all-important donations page. We paid for February on March 1st. We have not paid for March yet. March is membership month. We are on now air. This is going to be our 18th year that we're on air. Send $36 to become a member of the Jewish Hour. Go to rabbifinman.com or send your donation to 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. Do it today. Any denomination definitely helps. We got a quick Hasidic story for you. Man, this is back in the uh, 1730s. His daughter suddenly fell paralyzed, and he took her to all the best doctors, which really were pretty bad back then, for a cure. And no one could cure her. Someone said, "Take her to the Balshemtov," and he said, "I don't, I don't believe that stuff." 
you know, miracle workers. He says, listen, you got nothing to lose. None of the doctors are helping. He says, okay, so what do I have to do? So they told him, he says, you give him a gift of money, you request a blessing, and he blesses you, and then you live happily ever after. So he said, okay, fine. So not really believing in his whole business. He brought his daughter with him, left her in the wagon, gets the audience, and says, I left my daughter in the wagon. She's paralyzed. Here's a gift, throws the money on the table, and says, what can you do for her? And uh, the Baal Shem Tov, it was a warm day. The window was open. He took the bag of coins, seeing this guy's repugnance, threw it out the window and said, I have no need for your money. Go in peace. The bag hit the ground and opened up, and the coin started to roll around. The girl, seeing this, she's like a 10-year-old girl, seeing this, said, I have to get those. And she got out of the wagon and got them. He, this young this man, came down the steps and saw his daughter collecting the coins, recognized that this was a miracle going on, and yelled at her, get back into the wagon. Because if he comes out, he'll think that he'll say that he took credit for the miracle. Anyway, so just a matter of ingratiating oneself to God. That's going to do it. We're glad we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We had, hope we had a chance to educate you a bit. We hope you have a great week, and we hope we see you back again next week. Take care. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.